Hi, this is Mackenzie Aston, one of the stars of the Garbage Pill Kids movie, and you're listening to The Skeleton Crew exclusively at HorrorBid.com. Hey guys, we're back. It's the Skeleton Crew at Harbid.com. We got a very big show for you. It is jam-packed, so we're going to get to it right away. We just got a couple things to mention. I'm here with Mike. We're going to be joined later. Dan's coming in on the interview with Adam Green. Then we got our boss, Justin, coming on in the third segment of the show. Now, Mike, what is the movie that you want people to steer away, beware, do not pass go? Tell everybody the movie. Sweet Boy Camp 4, The Survivor. It, th- there's a guy... Don't buy this movie. Yeah. Don't buy it. There's a guy who has a Facebook of the official Sleepaway Camp 4, The Survivor. He, he basically took VHS tapes, edited all three movies, the original Sleepaway Camps, tried to make it into something, had a girl overdub her voice, then added in the footage from that, that strange film they were shooting back in the, what, 90s, I guess, Mike? I think it was 92. And it's like, it's weird because the way that they did it, only like... Uh, like less than five minutes of it, and the movie's only 70 minutes long, but less than five minutes were the new footage. Less than five minutes. Guys, it's basically a scam. Mike, what did you pay for that? Uh, With tax and shipping, it was like 1850 I think. 18 wasted dollars. So guys, do not buy this movie. Please listen to us. It's a waste. Hopefully somebody will put it on YouTube one day, and that's where it should. That's where it belongs. Yeah. Now, we want to just correct ourselves real quick. Uh, Last week, we said Stakeland was a movie that everybody should watch on Netflix. I thought it was on streaming. It was not on streaming. So, actually, uh, we want to recommend, instead of telling you guys that, hey, we should all watch a movie and then uh, talking about it the next week, we'd rather say that there's a movie that we like that you should watch it on Netflix if if you like this type of movie or like our opinions. And one of them, for me, is Hellraiser Revelations. Now, Mike, oh. I know... Yeah, you heard nothing but negative things about that movie. Mm-hmm. It's not Doug Bradley, dude. It's not Doug Bradley, but I'm going to tell you something. It, it was good. I watched it. It's on Netflix. It's free if you have Netflix already. Mm-hmm. Stream it, Mike. Just watch it. Get that whole yeah. stigma out of your mind that, oh, he's not in it, so it sucks. Look, people love Freddy vs. Jason, and it wasn't Kane Hodder. And I know, he's not wearing a mask. It's personality. It's all, you know. But try. P- people like the new Nightmare on Elm Street, or oh, some people, about five. And uh, yeah. Robert England's not in it. But, you know, so there you go. I think it's possible to, uh, to move on with things like that. And uh, people have asked us, are we going to do more shows like those in-depth looks we took at Friday the 13th and stuff? Somebody asked us to do Nightmare on Elm Street a couple weeks ago, about two, three weeks ago. Yeah. We will do things like that. We are definitely going to dive into a lot of franchises, even even ones that are not as big, like Sleepaway Camp or Ghoulies or Texas Chainsaw Massacre or the House movies. I don't know how in-depth we'll get each with each one, but you know, right. maybe maybe one big show for you know the smaller franchises. Could. That sounds yeah, good. Could. Yeah. yeah, it does. All right, so anyway, sorry to, sorry to rush the show along. We got a lot. Like I said, it's jam-packed. We have a lot coming up. And right now, 
we got an interview with Adam Green. So we're going to speed right along, and here we are with an interview with the one, the only, Adam Green. It was a great interview. I hope you enjoy it. We have the man who brought old-school horror back with Hatchet. Now he's working on an all-new show on Fearnet called Holliston. Please welcome to the show, Adam Green. What's up? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. For people who haven't seen it, can you describe Holliston and give people the overall feel of the show and what it's all about? Holliston is a traditional multi-camera sitcom, like the type of stuff that we all grew up on, like Friends or Seinfeld, even maybe a little bit like Big Bang Theory or How I Met Your Mother, only it's geared towards horror fans. It's a show about two guys that are aspiring horror movie filmmakers played by myself and Joe Lynch. And we're living in the small town of Halston, Massachusetts, and struggling to make ends meet, shit-ass broke, and trying to make a horror movie called Shin Pads about an undead zombie soccer team. The show is, it's, it's really weird, especially the first time you watch it, because it's got the live studio audience and the laugh track. At times, it feels just like any other major network sitcom, but then randomly heads will explode or people will be stabbed. Um, or like last night's episode, Victor Crowley jumped out from behind my bed and chopped my face off. Um, which <laughs> yeah, that was I've awesome. been hearing, hearing from fans all day how much they enjoyed watching my own monster kill me. Also in the cast, we have Laura Ortiz, which horror fans might know as Ruby from the Hills Have Eyes remake. Corey English, who people have seen in movies like Unrest or House of Fear. And then we have Dee Snyder, who plays our cross-dressing, ambiguously gay boss at our cable station named Lance Rocket. And he's a dude who is 54 years old, but still holding on to the 80s, coming into work every day in leather pants and spandex. And he's the lead singer for a Van Halen tribute band called Diver Down. And he still thinks he's going to make it. And then uh, rounding out the cast is Odorous Urungus from Guar who is my imaginary friend who lives in my closet. So if, if that wasn't weird enough, we all have amazing guest stars this season, like Tony Todd and Ray Wise and Kane Hodder and Daniel Harris and Brian Posehn. And actually episode five has a huge guest star, uh, which we can't talk about yet, but it was amazing how many people came out to play with us on this because it's a very unique, weird type of thing that's never been done before. And it's been it's been shocking how quickly the horror fans embraced it because we didn't we had no idea what to expect because it is extremely unique to take something that is so not horror and then put our spin on it and we didn't know if fans were just going to be too weirded out by the whole idea of a sitcom and a laugh track but people are, are really embracing it and it's it's different from everything else I've done because normally you get fan mail after a movie comes out just saying like. Oh, Frozen was scarier, Spiral kicked ass. But with this, we're actually getting, like, thank you letters from people because the horror fans are very happy to see themselves being portrayed as real people on a show like this because normally the horror fan is always, like, the butt of the joke or the sidekick or right. the weird guy cutting himself in the corner. But now you have the weird guy cutting himself front and center. So <laughs> works so well. It sounds really great. It's like you got the whole horror community kind of together in a whole fun little project here. Yeah, and I mean, I think for a lot of the actors, like, especially like genre actors, they don't 
they didn't get into acting to only do horror movies and play the same characters over and over again. Right. So for them, they're really jumping at this opportunity to show what they can do and do straight comedy. And they're, and they're good at it. And I'm glad that, that people are seeing that. I think with, with Hatchet 2, especially Tony Todd played such a funny character in that movie. And a lot of people had never seen him do comedy before. Mm-hmm. And when you see his episode of Holliston, I mean, he's like, He's, he's playing himself, but he's playing a horrible version of himself. And the fact that he was willing to do that was, um, was fantastic. Like, is there talks of season two already? Yes, there, there are talks of season two. Um, we don't have official word yet, I and mean, we've only had two episodes air, so it's still a little premature to know either way. But, yeah, they're, they're thrilled with it. And, you know, it's their first original show that they've done, and it was definitely a risky thing to do because I think most people expected them to do like an X-Files or a Tales from the Crypt type of thing that you would just naturally expect a horror network to do. Exactly. But Peter Block, who's the president of the network, he produced Frozen. And uh, before he was on his own doing movies, he was one of the heads at Lionsgate. And he's the guy who made the decision to put movies like Saw and Cabin Fever and The Descent on a lot of screens and actually promote them. So he's really a genius when it comes to this stuff. And when we sat down to talk about Fearnet, it was like, you know, I want to do a show that nobody would expect me to do, and I want to do something that you're in, which I was sort of surprised by, but he's like, the shorts that you do, the stuff that you and Joe have done, he's like, I know you don't want to do hosting stuff, and you're busy with your movies, but you know, do you have anything? And I had been waiting 13 years to get this show made. I've been trying forever. And so many times it's been set up at various networks, but usually around the time when you get to the alien in the closet, that's when they start saying, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and are like, just some of the references like scanners or shocker or gremlins. They're like, can, can you just do star Wars references? People know star Wars. Yeah. Right. Um, and we, and we do have star Wars references, but we also have cannibal Holocaust. Dan, you had a question about the show. You were... Yeah. Well, see, I, I love the show. First of all, Adam, I think it's brilliant, man. I just think it's right on. It's perfect. And I call all you. those references too. And you know, the diehard horror fans appreciate that so much, man, honestly, and that's the thing. I, I saw it a little bit before everybody because I was down at the uh, Emerson College down there. And uh, so uh, I got to see a little sneak preview. You guys showed the first and the third episode. And we were dying. And like you said about the laugh track, you didn't know how people were going to react. I found it beyond hilarious, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought it was perfect. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's you know it, it's one of those things that... It, it... If you give it a chance and you go into it with an open mind, I, I think people, a lot of people have the same reaction you did. Um, but with this show, a lot of people just didn't know what to expect. Like, they hear that it's Joe and I, and they see who else is in the cast. And I, I think some people, were, or at least I expected people to be caught off guard by just how much of a sitcom that it is. And the fact that we're not, we're not making fun of sitcoms. We're not doing a parody of it or, or shitting on it. We, we are a sitcom, but we're just doing it our way. Um, so it's, yeah, I'm really, really happy with, with how positive the response has been. Like we expected it to just be like a hate fest right out of the gate. Like, first of all, like these guys are directors, why are they acting? What, but we like, we got so little of that. And even the people who did like went and like retracted their statements <laughs> once they saw the second episode and they were like, Oh, wait a minute, maybe it is good. Um, so, yeah, Sarah's really, really happy with the response they're getting and, 
I think on a on a business level, it was just a smart move for them because it it shows that they're a viable network and that they're not just just horror movies and the same old thing. Right. Exactly. If the show works, I think this could be a this network could be a huge thing for the genre because it could be yeah. like an anything goes network. Exactly. And I always thought that it, I don't understand how this hasn't been done before. If you think of the concept, you know, throw comedy into horror like that and, and, and make it a sitcom. I mean, it's almost perfect. It's, it's great. Right. And, you know, you got to remember with, with other networks, they already have their existing shows that are working. And so every right. show that they make has to fit with those shows. And especially because we, we're not making fun of sitcoms, but the show is very aware of itself that it's a sitcom and like we'll make fun of the, the studio audience. Like in the, the first episode, the first time that Joe says the word Hollison, we had a plant in the audience to get really excited and yell out, oh my God, he said Hollison, that's the name of the town and the show. Like um, stuff like that. Like you couldn't do that with playing with How I Met Your Mother because now you're making How I Met Your Mother look stupid. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so I, I do understand why they wouldn't do it. And there were there were other networks that did develop this show at one point, but that type of humor and the horror stuff, they wanted to take out of it because they're just like, well, middle America isn't going to go for this. But people forget that like horror is just as popular as porn. You know, it's like <laughs> everybody <laughs> likes it. They might not want to admit it, but everybody likes it. And for me, what was important was to show that horror fans are real people. Like, if if anybody understands what it's like to have your heart broken and, and to be told no and to have doors shut in your face, it's, it's horror fans. And that's why we're a community and a culture and not just fans. Like, you don't see romantic comedy conventions or, and stuff like that. Like, with horror, it's a way of life. And um, and I think I think that's why the, the response has been so unique for this, because I've never had that before where people are writing saying thank you for making it and just thank you for the show existing. Um, and it's, it's building so fast. We thought that this first season would just be like a tree falling in the woods and maybe like my fan base or whatever would know about it, but that it would take a while. And, and it didn't, I mean, it, right out of the gate, um, our first night we placed number, number six on Get glue, which isn't even just all the shows that were on that night, with Get Glue, like, you check in for whatever you're watching. So if you're watching, like, Poltergeist, you can check in if they're watching Poltergeist. So the fact that out of everything that exists, we were the number six most popular wow. was was insane. We, we weren't even expecting to place in the top 100. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's uh, and now other networks are all calling, asking for their own screeners and to have meetings and talking about it. And so people are paying attention which is good. And the fans did that. And that's the good thing about horror fans. It's like when they're behind something and they make enough noise, they're the ones who carry it. And I'm, I'm just so, I'm proud to be a horror fan because of the way that they've reacted to this. And um, it's everything I could, I, everything I could have hoped. And I think that's why they reacted the way they did, to be perfectly honest with you, Adam, because you kind of do represent, you know, obviously you're, you're a big time horror director, but you've always kind of represented the fans. And I think that's why everyone loves it when, when you put your all into it. Cause let's face it, if they put something out, out where it was half assed and kind of phoned in, the, the horror fans wouldn't buy it. So honestly, I'm, I'm so glad you did this. And like I said, I think it's perfect. And that's why people respond in the way they are. Thank you. And now the other thing I wanted to touch on really quick is Hatchet 3 in the works.
Uh, Hatchet Three starts shooting in three weeks, um, so we're we're prepping it now. I can't I can't talk too much about it yet, um, but uh, BJ McDonald is directing. He's uh, the guy that I chose back when we were making Hatchet Two. I knew that he was the one that I wanted to to take it over. Um, for me, I think two Hatchets was definitely enough uh, to to direct. Um, but I did write Hatchet Three. I'm producing it. I'm going to be on set every day. So uh, it's still my baby, like all the kills, everything that people love about it. Um, I came up with all of it. It's all there. And um, BJ, he shot the first two Hatchet movies. He shot Spiral. He shot all of Rob Zombie's movies. He shot Tom Cruise's new movie. I mean, he's been, he's done everything and he definitely knows what he's doing. But most importantly, you know, a lot of people, they want to be a film director and they start out doing horror because it's a way to get your start. Like, these are the kinds of movies that he wants to make. And that's all like he wants to do. And um, he's also just such a loyal part of the Aeriscope family that he's been on other sets wearing his like hatchet crew shirt. And there's always that, that grip or electric. who's like, Oh, hatchet, that movie sucked. And he'll literally fight them like right there. So it's like, that's, 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 that's the type of guy that you want leading the, uh, the ship. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, I know you're good friends with Dee Snyder. Did he ever approach you about maybe working with him on Strangeland 2, even though it's not really your style? Uh, there was plans for Strangeland 2. I was never involved. I mean, I've, I've read the script a bunch and sort of helped Dee along the way with it, but Strangeland isn't really my cup of tea in terms of storytelling because it deals with a lot of torture. And that's just like, I, I love Strangeland, but it's from my sensibilities, I tend to lean more towards the fun stuff like occasionally i'll do something like spiral or frozen that's like dead serious or even grace that i produce but um i'm just i'm not really down with the the torture thing um in terms of making it myself so i wasn't really the right person for it but unfortunately it doesn't look like anything's happening with it now um just like anything it's like it seems like something's happening and then you know the the powers that be just for some reason shit goes wrong and then it ends up not happening but they were actually like getting ready to shoot that movie about a year and a half ago like it was a total go green light thing and then one thing led to another and it didn't happen so but he he's so busy i don't even know how he would have time i mean he's got a book coming out a solo record he just did celebrity apprentice he's got holliston he's going to be uh on broadway again for rock of ages so he's like in the prime of his career right now which is amazing to see all right adam we just have a quick question from alley cat 24aa she wanted to ask you sure frozen and hatchet are essentially two different aspects of the horror genre which do you prefer mad slasher with tons of gore and blood or more serious psychological horror it's sort of just whatever whatever's inspiring me at the moment whatever i feel like doing like when i made hatchet one that was really spawned by my frustration as a horror fan for what was happening in the genre because when that movie came out we made it in 2005 and I was in the middle of the remake craze was really taking off and your options as a fan were either a remake a PG-13 slasher movie which how it's not a slasher movie if it's PG-13 I'm sorry like I'm not saying you can't make a good PG-13 movie like there's plenty of great PG-13 horror movies but a slasher movie is about flashing and um and so i was fed up with that and then the the torture thing 
like, I, I was sick of going to movies and being punished. Like, I didn't get into this to watch a woman get strapped to a chair and tortured and scream for her life and get raped. And I was like, what, when, how, what happened here? Like, when there was a time when we had villains and fun and then, like, all the CGI shit. Like, what happened to Tom Savini and John Beekler? And, like, there was an art to this that was, like, a magic show. So, so that's why I made Hatchet. And then, really, the only reason I made Hatchet, too, was because... I had it planned since before I made the first one. I knew exactly what was going to happen and really rolled the dice on that. Even the way that I ended Hatchet 1, knowing how Hatchet 2 was going to start, like what if nobody ever saw Hatchet? What if it never came out? What if people didn't like it? Um, it was a ballsy way to end that movie, but thankfully um, I gambled on the, the fans and, and I won. Um, but then like Spiral, which I adore, that's one of my favorite movies I've done, and, and Frozen, um, those are more like Hitchcock who I love and worship. And I mean, ultimately I'm still hoping one day to make my own sort of ET type movie because ET is my favorite movie of all time. So I've been really, I've been really lucky because not many people independently can, can do what I've been able to do. And the fact that I have my own studio now and I don't need to chase these studio movies that I have like a franchise with Hatchet. I have my own sitcom series. I, I get to do so many different things. And um, it was very hard to do that. And not many people have been able to do it. So I'm very lucky. But um, every time that like my agents will call me and be like, they're looking for, you know, the remake of this one or that one. And I know every director in town is running after these things, even if they don't really want to do it, but they just need a job. Right. And I'm lucky that I don't need to do that. Like if I, I'm not anti-remake, but if I ever do one, it's going to be because I really, really want to do it. But Yeah, okay. Well, you have all that stuff going and all this freedom now, so what can we look forward to in, in the future for Adam Green? Well, um, Hatchet 3 will be out either the end of this year or early next year. Hopefully there's going to be the second season of Hollis, and this season still has uh, four more episodes to go, so this will take us through May. Um, and then I'm working on a movie called Killer Pizza that I'm doing for MGM and Chris Columbus. So see, like, right there, there's, like, a big studio movie. Yeah. But it's uh, the best way to describe Killer Pizza is kind of like Ghostbusters and Monster Squad type thing. Okay. It's based on a children's book that was written for eight-year-olds about a kid who gets a summer job at a place called Killer Pizza and then finds out that it's a covert monster hunting organization. So the book was very sort of thin, and it was there was only one monster in it. Um, but they let me really blow it out really big and kind of write this big summer blockbuster movie. And so getting to work with Chris Columbus was a dream come true. He was the reason why I started learning how to write in the first place, because Goonies and Gremlins. When I was a kid and I saw those movies, I was like, man, these, these kids talk like I do. And normally it's not like that. As you're, you're listening to an adult try to talk how they think kids speak. But like right. the Goonies has still some of the best dialogue ever. So. Oh, yeah. That whole yeah. experience has been amazing. I don't know when the movie is going to actually get made or come out because it's a studio movie. I can tell you that just the contractual paperwork, it's taken so long that in the, in the time it's taken them to close on like a deal point, I put out Shellorama, I made a season of a sitcom, and it's already on TV. I wrote <laughs> Hatchet 3, and it's starting to shoot, and they're still going back and forth with lawyers over like, 
something that has nothing to even do with me. I don't even know what it is. Wow. So that takes a while. And then I'm, the other thing I'm working on is a project called Digging Up the Marrow. Um, there's a, an urban artist named Alex Party who's like my favorite living artist. And um, he introduced himself to me at a, at a horror convention. And it turns out he was also a fan of mine. And we just started talking about monster art and where monsters come from. And we sort of just set out to make this documentary about monsters. And the cool thing about this project is we don't know what it's actually going to end up being. We just keep making it. And then at some point, we'll just sit back and figure out what we've done. But it started as a straight documentary, but now it's becoming a little bit more of a narrative. Like, I wouldn't really use the word mockumentary yet, right. um, but... Uh, but it's it's fascinating. The more people you talk to about monsters, the more convinced I am that that maybe they are real. Wow, Adam, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, and we're really looking forward to everything you got going on. And as you know, Dan's a huge fan of Hollison, and uh, I can't wait to see. It. I don't have FearNet, but <laughs> I'm sure I'll get. You have iTunes. It's it's on iTunes, uh, and I I highly recommend if you watch it on iTunes that you get the HD season pass it's only like 14.99 and you get the whole season but it's in hd and it looks and it sounds perfect awesome. um because even when it plays on the broadcast network it doesn't it's in standard def and right. so it's kind of heartbreaking to see what it looks and sounds like uh, <laughs> after you put so much effort into making it look and yeah. sound so good um but but really thank you guys for supporting all of it's the most important thing that i've done it's the closest to me and then just to harbin in general, I know you guys have been so supportive of everything I've done, and I, I really, really appreciate it. And even though I can't always respond or write back, I, I do see what you guys are doing, and my whole crew, all of us, we all see it, and we really, really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Adam. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, okay. have a good one, man. Take care. Bye. joined by our boss here, the webmaster of Harbid.com, Justin Swarens himself. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you very much, Alex. It's good to be... I can't believe this is happening. What have you guys been doing for the past 10 months? <laughs> no, it's really... It's great to have you guys back. I um, have missed you guys uh, during uh, the off-season. And um, it's like we've got the House of Horror now, and the Skeleton Crew. It's like uh, it's like the NWO versus WCW almost. It's it's really great to be back. I mean, uh, it's been nine long months, like you said, and and you know, honestly, when Mike came to me and he said, you know, thinking about contacting Justin, I never thought 
in a million years that you were going to be like, oh, sure, that's a great idea. Like, when you first heard, when Mike contacted you, how did he approach you, and, and what were you thinking when you first read that or heard him or whatever? You know, Mike uh, called me out of the blue, and um, and the thing is that I have never, you know, I've never had a problem with Mike. I know that some words were said, um, but I, I know Mike uh, from a long time of us talking, uh, just me and him. I know what kind of guy he genuinely is. And so when Mike called and said that, hey, you know, uh, you guys were thinking about coming back, and um, I was like, of course, man. I, it's, a, it's a complete win-win because um, he was such a good friend. Alex, me and you were always um, very similar in our ideas and things like that. So it was a no-brainer. Now, I, there was certain aspects of the show that I didn't want to be a part of anymore. And Mike was very assuring on that that wouldn't happen. And but you guys were were more than welcome back, and you guys have been doing a terrific job. So thank you. Um, that yeah, I mean, I was I was I never thought Mike would call, um, but I I knew that if he ever did, that it would it would always be water under the bridge because uh, we love horror, and you're not going to hold us apart. Yeah, and you know, I'm, so. I remember me and you talked. You called me because you were looking for like a phone number or something in January or something like that, and you called me, yeah. and you actually mentioned maybe doing a show again or something like that. And at yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and at the time I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't, I don't I don't know if I'm up for that right now. My head <laughs> right. And also, when Mike proposed the idea to me, he said, you know, Justin wants to do a show, just me and you. It'll be different from the last show. And then I was like, so, well, who's going to be the host? And he goes, well, you. And I'm like, like, like right there, I'm like, look, I'm not a host. I, I, I'm a co-host. No, you're not a co-host, Alex. But I, I don't know who, who beat that into you. But, no, you, you are very much a host. And you know what? You give the show structure. And... um and that's nice for the people that don't particularly care about hearing about, you know, 30 minutes of exercising or what they've been doing the past week or whatever. You know, this should be about horror and letting your guys' personalities come out when you talk about the movies. And and I think that in the past it was a little – it was the other way around. And everybody's here to hear about horror. They might like Alex and they might like you, Michael J., but they're going to do that because you guys are talking about horror. They're not going to just come on here and want to hear about what you guys had for breakfast. It's not reality TV, nor did we ever say that that's what it was going to be. So I definitely think this new approach is working, and I think that I think Alex, me, and even Mike, we talked about this before uh, you guys took a break um, of doing it this way. And, you know, it's paying off. It's working. You guys are fantastic, and you guys are sticking with, Actually talking about horror, which is uh, weird to have on a horror website. Yes, isn't it? That's where the room shot goes in. Uh, it will be there. <laughs> yes, it will, finally. After nine months, I get it. I, like I said, I, I never did the host thing. So, uh, honestly, I had I felt a little bit of pressure. I said, wow, I, you know, I hope Justin doesn't listen to these shows. And he's like, oh, my God, this was such a bad idea. No, you did. You did. I would. I. I I would tell you if you if you didn't, and um, I've really enjoyed them. What what what, what would you enjoyed... do? Let's just say we did the shows, and I was a terrible host. Would you go? Would you go, Alex? Look, can, can you hire someone else to host? Like, right. like what would you have done? Right. What would you have done if they were? I, well, you know, I probably would have just been like, uh, this isn't working out very well, and 
uh, just been like, you know, let's uh, try to do something else. (laughs) But, you know, we would have tried to work it out, but, you know, we've been down that path before and we know where it leads. Yes, and my weight loss is going fantastic, thanks for asking. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Me too. 11 pounds. Been exercising, actually. White's been taking me out walking, uh, which is sad. I'm like a crippled, elderly, fat person. But no, I... I, uh, I'm working on it, man. I haven't had a carb in, uh, I think, 11 days. Um, so, and it's, a lot of people think that's an easy way to lose weight. Um, but it's tough not eating carbs. Yeah. So. It's, uh, um, it's very hard. Yeah, trying to take care of the old body. I, I actually gave you pretty good advice. Did you read what I wrote? No, you did. Yeah, you did. But I can't get hookers in Louisville. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. They're not legal. Yeah, well, I I thought you lived in New Orleans. I didn't know where you lived. (laughs) Immediately we come out with the comedy. Oh, boy. Hey, so what do you guys think of Anthony Hopkins as Hitchcock? Oh, I think think it was pretty creepy how dead on it was. And a lot of people are interested in that, so... Yeah, I'm always I'm always game. I love Anthony Hopkins and I love Alfred Hitchcock. So Mike, I gotta say that was an awesome segue. Now, Justin, I just figured you know you guys were throwing. Yeah, it was dude, dude, Mike, you have did fantastic in the things you 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 bring up the greatest points. You you love the movies that most people hate, and by God, you speak your mind, and that's what we like. Yep, Mike. Uh, oh, Mike is a great addition. Thank you, but you are truly one of a kind. Yes. Thank you, but you, you got to realize where I'm coming from. And you I hate logic to these things. <laughs> but there is no logic with you, Mike. That's why you're Michael J. It's your the illogical logic. That is correct, I guess. See, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So see, it's perfect. And that's why he's on the show. And that's why he's we need a little bit no, of chaos in here. Exactly. And you, Dan Chase. You know, thanks for taking the chance on me too, Justin, because when we started, man, I, I was kind of like, you know, I was just kind of brought on as like, oh, yeah, by the way, we got this guy. So it was kind of like a right, time right. And like like I said, you know, it's tough because I don't want to be the guy to just kind of come in and, and be like, oh, hey, guys, I'm on a podcast. Look at me. Do my two-step. Like, I want right, to add right. something and I want to bring something. Whoa. So, well, I loved it. I loved the I loved the Friday the Thirteenth episodes. Thanks. Thank you, um, thank you. Yeah, that that was a that was a trying period. Twelve shows in a row, and believe I, me, <laughs> I can't imagine how you. I mean, but you guys made a. I mean, you guys made it work, and that was the fun thing. You guys broke down those movies and into ways that um, I didn't know they could be broken down to. And I always try to watch a couple of Friday Thirteenth movies during that period anyway when I. Yep. When there is an actual Friday Thirteenth approaching, and you know, with those shows, you, you really didn't have to. You guys really went over things so much that um, it was like going through them, watching them with commentary, and hear you guys' opinion and stuff. It was fun, and you know. Now, wait, wait, but Justin, tell the truth. By the ninth, tenth, or eleventh show, were you like, <laughs> "I'm so sick of hearing these guys now"? <laughs> you know, honestly, no. I really was. I really did. I really did dig it. I mean, I'm being serious. I really liked you guys. Um, I could tell, though. I mean. Look, that's a lot of shows to do. I can't imagine. I mean, these are like hour-long shows, so, you know, I, I can't imagine uh, doing it. So, you know, I'm sure it was taxing for you guys, but I, as as a fan, I had fun uh, listening right. to it and um, and disagreeing with you guys and agreeing with you and all that kind of Well, you know, last week when we did the show, Dan wasn't able to sit in on the review of Cabin in the Woods, and I saw a couple 
post that Justin made about Cabin in the Woods. So now that you two are here, I would love to hear you bounce back and forth. Now, I, I do, I, 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 you know, a lot of people, <clears throat> nobody agreed with us so far <laughs> in in any well, feedback. That's not true. I don't. I, well, yeah, in feedback, but I mean, I don't think that. I mean. You know, I, I think a lot of people aren't coming. I think, again, this is one of those movies that so many people are on the bandwagon. It's tough to stand back from the bandwagon. Yeah. And, yeah. But we did it anyway, so. at whatever cost it might be. But right, you know, right. You know, I'll tell you what, though. The listeners are really nice. They all said nice things like, I hate to disagree with you guys. Right, uh, right. I love the show, but, you know. So they were very cool about it. And, yeah. and like, I thought we were cool. I didn't feel like I was tearing it apart. I felt like I was asking questions. You didn't, no, no, you guys said exactly what you thought, but here's my only gripe. Oh, actually, I was, I was squeezing one of those stress balls when you guys were talking, because I was like, ah, these motherfuckers. Anyways, but, I, you know, here's my main thing about it. Now, would you guys agree that probably the hype was probably the worst part of this movie? Because yeah. it, it, going in, it tells you, this is not what you expect. Now, with that said, okay, it's kind of, yes, it's a horror movie kind of in the beginning or whatever, but it's not about the kills. It's not about that right. stuff. It's about the behind-the-scenes shit. It's kind of a sci-fi movie disguised as a horror movie. And here's, here's my main thing about this movie. Now, I, I have to get this out before it slips <clears> my <throat> mind again. Now, this movie, look at everything that's been out. Now, what, whatever you think about uh, Paranormal Activity, that series or whatever, there has not been a horror movie that has kind of just come out of left field and, and give you what it gave you, and it was shocking, and it was like, okay, I didn't expect this. Whether you like it or not, it, it, was, it was fucking new, and it was a fresh idea, and I think that's why it kept getting put up against Scream and stuff, because when Scream came out, everybody was like, holy shit, fucking horror is back. I don't look at mm. it like, oh, it's the meta thing, because it does have right. that in common, too, but I never thought that. It's totally different, dude. It's totally different, and if you watch this movie, I've seen it three times already in the theater i just can't get enough of it that that one mm -hmm. scene with the with the swat team and then all those doors open i'm not going to give anything away but are you fucking kidding me come on right. that is some cool shit so whether you look at it as a horror movie as a sci-fi movie whatever it surprised me and the main thing is i had fun with it and if you look at right. all the other movies dude what other horror movie in the last even in the last 10 years can you say oh my god that was surprising that shocked me that was really cool that was an original idea that that was my only thing about that this movie. You know, that's why I right. loved it. I don't know. I think that the writers overthought this, honestly. I, and well, I, I mean, know. I think one thing that's not being brought up either about this movie is we got. I mean, this movie was on the shelf since right. 2008. I mean, right. you know, um, MGM went bankrupt, and yep. you know, nobody nobody wanted to step up and and take a chance on this movie. Yep. And and another thing is this movie isn't doing great at the box office. I mean it's by I mean right. it's by no means like blowing things up. So I mean I guess is it getting good reviews? Are a lot of people having fun with it? Yeah, but this isn't. I mean this you know a lot of people were thinking Scream didn't do very well on its opening weekend and then Ooh. you know went back and and did well. But I mean I I don't think that you know I I do agree with you Alex that that the, there's so many different shifts here. Yeah. That it is tough. I mean, if they would have focused a little bit more on one area or the other, I think that maybe um, you guys would have liked it more. Mike, I got your point of, you know, definitely feeling like there was Pinhead in here. And I would have loved to have seen, you know, had they had the opportunity to get Michael Myers, right. Jason, right. 
you know, aliens, all these different things. And that's what they were going for, let's face it. I mean, strangers, they did a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah, and they they tried, absolutely, and that's what they were trying to do, but it also felt very generic that they couldn't get these real people. So, you know, but but again, you know, they have the snake, you know, like Anaconda, I'm assuming, and different things, like I don't know where the merman come from, but um, anyway, (laughs) it was so funny. Yeah, and it was funny, but but, I mean, at no point in this, you know, I I have gone from liking... And and we'll always like it. I mean, I have gone from just watching slasher movies to liking more, you know, actual cerebral, really, you know, movies that actually terrify me. Now, this is not a scary movie. This is, you know, even Scream had moments that had a lot of tension and stuff like this. This was a comedy that paid homage to the horror genre, I felt like. Right. Right. It took itself seriously on right. some elements but then again it was very playful in the fact that you know you know it's a movie about you know ancient gods and things like this so right. you know I, I think the movie knew what very much so what it was going in which you know they did they didn't try to make a, a straight-up horror movie no and then add commentary so you know i appreciate the, where they went now do i want to see 10 more of these movies you know i don't know i mean i'm no. a, I'm a fan of comedy and horror. I mean, I like The Evil Dead and things like that, but I don't know really where we can go from this. Hopefully, maybe this is just a one-off movie. I hope um, so. I really do. And, and, and then hopefully, yeah, we can go from here. And, and you know, I do think it says a lot to Hollywood that people are, are really enjoying this because I think it is so different that uh, people are liking it. But, I mean, I think that says that we need to allow more of this, you know, um, um, horror movies in general just to get a chance because if yep. people are liking this, then that means that, you know, let's try, let's let's make a play on some other things out there that don't necessarily get released on, on in theaters, like Trick or Treat, which is right. still a movie that I oh. felt, you know, deserved a theatrical release, didn't get yep. shown. And, you know, so there's tons of movies out there that get straight to, I mean, a lot of the good horror nowadays is literally on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, uh-huh. Right. Um, you know, The Innkeepers just come out today. I am a huge fan of The Innkeepers. Ty West, I, I love, love that movie. Love the movie. And, and so, you know, a lot of movies aren't getting theatrical releases. So, anyway, I'm glad that Kevin, anytime a horror movie does good at the box office, I'm in love because it's it's the horror genre. That's what we talk about. I want anything right. horror-related to do well. And, you know, right now I think that we're just kind of struggling at the movies and doing well on TV with shows like The Walking Dead and... and um, Holliston. Well, that's yeah. more comedy, but it's still... <laughs> right. And, well, uh, American Horror Story and um, things like that. I mean, you know, I think I think the future for horror right now is, uh, is literally on the small screen. I saw your post today where you said you've had time to digest the cabin in the woods, so what do you right. think now? I, I, I kind of felt guilty when people were, you know, like saying, well, what, you know, this is good. What do you mean? Blah, blah. Like, I actually felt a level of guilt. And I said, am I being too, am I, you know, am I being too harsh? But here's no, the thing. No, no. So I did think about it and I did digest it. And you know what popped into my mind? The sixth sense. And the, re- the reason why is because when that reveal took place at the end of the sixth sense that, you know, uh, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time and he was a ghost. It, oh, I haven't seen it yet, yeah, but okay. You it away, you no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rim shot. Yeah, get a rim shot. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it added and made the movie a hundred times better and like gave me like a like a brain orgasm and it it was like now this yeah. is some badass <laughs> shit this 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 movie you know this movie would have worked had that not even happened and you know without that reveal right. now right. with cabin in the woods that movie kept you wondering and it's like i get what they're doing with the whole meta horror movie thing but i don't know exactly what this company right. is doing or why they're doing this and and once you find out that the company lures kids into a cabin to have them killed in order to appease gods. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Like, this is what we were waiting for right. the whole time. This, right. you know, this reveal right. did right. not give me a brain orgasm. It, it didn't, it didn't add anything to the movie, and it didn't, it didn't like uh, make me feel like, wow, that was badass. I no, I, I, I from from my standpoint, again, movies are subjective, so. Um, you can love it, you can hate it. I mean, I agree with you to to the point. I, I actually think that the ending takes away from the movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't, if it wasn't as, um, I think if it would have come up with something a little different there at the ending, I might have been blown away a little bit more. But again, I tell you, I went out, I come out of this movie liking it a lot. Mm-hmm. And as the days have gone on, now I do want to see it again. I think this is a movie that I probably would gain a little bit more knowing what goes on right but right, then again right. yeah. you know so i think going back to see might help but you really shouldn't have to do that with a film right. you know i don't know i you know it's cabin in the woods is the, one of those things right now that's just it's just a hot topic everybody wants to talk about it right. and that's cool right. that, hey, and that and whether you like it and, and if you guys didn't like it and you guys gave your opinion dude i think if you guys went on the air and said you guys like this movie and you guys didn't, then you guys are lying to people that are listening and lying to yourselves and things like that. So I, I think you guys should always be, you know, tear a movie in part if you guys want to. Um, but always back it up with what you guys think. And that's what that's exactly. what you guys did. You guys had actual, you know, this is why I didn't like You guys just didn't say, you know, I hated this movie because it was overhyped and it was stupid and this. And then you guys gave your opinions on why you didn't like it and, you know. Is if you guys have people come on and comment and take the time, nobody comes. People do in this. We don't even like to stop to make a phone call, let alone make a, a paragraph or two comment. So if you guys yeah. have people say that you know I really like this movie and you guys tore it apart, then that's great because you're getting people to take the time to say you know I really like this movie and you know I want to see why you guys didn't. So right. when you guys did the podcast, I think it, I think it was very well done. And um, that said, I felt guilty. And you know what? Even though I felt guilty, I'm coming back on here. I'm basically holding my my stance here. Like, I'm sorry. I I right. I I'm right. so happy you guys loved it. Watch it. Go buy the Blu-ray. Have a great time. But I guess I'm I'm not going to be doing that. I'll be left out. I'll be the the dope in the corner while everyone's dead. You know. <laughs> so, right. Right. Well, no. I mean, that's why they make. That's why they sell tickets. I mean. You know, uh, you know they they got you to to go see if you liked it and you didn't. So that's I mean, hey, you had a it was better than sitting sit at home or going to exercise for thirty minutes on you know <laughs> walking on a trip. I you know I I left the the show on horror bid a couple times here and there. So I think this is more of a reunion for a couple <laughs> about times. three times. Yeah, about the, it was like a, three. It was like a revolving door. I, I was the uh, I was the resident quitter now. Mike, Mike was there for the whole time, so I think this is more of a reunion for Mike and Justin. So, guys, kiss, yeah. hug, you know, do something. And Mike, well, I, I can't really kiss him through the phone. Sure you can. Watch. Mm. No, but I mean, mentally, mentally, I'm making out with you right now. 
I I am I am well pounding the snot out of you right now. I'm I'm mentally. No, hey, Mike. Since we haven't uh, just you know because we haven't um, did this in a long time, how many times have you watched Halloween Six since <laughs> since the break? Since since you guys were since you guys were off off uh, uh, exercising. You're you're gonna be surprised. Yes, probably only about fifteen or twenty times. Oh my god! <laughs> I I actually am surprised. Twenty times in nine months. Well. While you're on the phone here, I got to tell you, I, I did see that the uh, new contest on the site is named the Slasher Guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, as of this fall, the Slasher Guy will be named Thorn when uh, Pamela so Nightmare is crazy. unleashed yeah, upon the world. Thorn. Well, Alex took a chance on me, though, and that's why I I really appreciate him because, listen, dude, I came in as kind of, you know, a seat filler, really, kind of like a guy. Whoa, 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 Dan, there's no seat fillers on this show. Not on this show, that's what I'm There's also not not a constant uh, reminder that there's a cripple book. Right. I didn't even know know Mike had a handicap this time around. (laughs) Like, is that the same guy that worked here before? I don't know. He's basically giving me, you know, basically exciting me about this stuff. And listen, man, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, really. But with these guys, it feels like... No, it's fun. You guys make it fun. fun. And, yeah, it is fun. And, you know, Mike... Mike can kick me in the crotch, and I, and I will always go back to hugging I'll because... you in the crotch, sir. No, you, Mike, you're you're a genuinely good guy, and I think that you would... You, you yeah. would do anything for just about anybody, and... Um, I've always, you know, I've always had a, we've always had a a friendship, um, but no, having the podcast back has been really fun and, um, I'm tearing up right now for some reason. (laughs) I think it's a good chemistry. I think it's like, it's like Mike brings the passion. I bring the analytical side of it and Dan brings the party aspect. And when you, when you, when you put them together, it's like, yeah, you you, you just described three people that get killed first in a horror movie. Exactly. (laughs) We're going to, we're probably going to be thrown off this website in about two weeks. Right. right? Exactly. And we don't want you to start, uh, believing in your hype, Dan. So we'll never, we'll never overhype you. We have, uh, we are not the Howard Stern horror, and, and we've made that mistake before. So, no, we're here to have fun, and we're here to realize that this is a, a website for horror and nothing more, and we're here to have fun. And, you know, and hopefully that's what you guys continue to do. But you guys have been doing fantastic. I'm, I'm thrilled that you guys are back. And, um, you know, like I said, ever, it's, it, was, it was like an off-season it's wait. It was waiting nine or ten months for The Walking Dead to come back on. Oh. So, um, I know, right? It seems like it. It seems like it, it. seems like you guys have never left, except that they're just. It's just gotten better. So thanks, man. Thanks, man. Well, now here's the thing about that. The name Rabbit in Blue. The dumbest name ever. I wanted to call it the Skeleton Crew from day one, <laughs> and this idiot. Can I say that about you, Alex? Just, Idiot for no reason. Me says let's pick rabbit and blue, which yeah. is retarded. And so no, anyway, we we're dropping a rabbit and blue thing. I think it's a little gimmicky. Um, yeah, time to shed the fur. Yeah, time to shed the fur. So it's yeah. going to be the skeleton crew from now on, and everybody knows who you guys are. And um, hopefully, after thirteen goddamn shows. 
Right. <laughs> one thing that it would never have been was Rabbit in Black, though, because that's just for talk. Yeah, I would so, hoping we'd be the Kangaroo Crew, to be honest. Right, right, right. It's much more structured, it feels. It feels like there's actually a a structure to the show this time. You know, and if it's bad, then people are going to respond to it, and it's going to be bad, and it's going to go right. nowhere. But at the same time, with us, I feel like, and I'm not trying to suck my own dick here, or any of you guys for that matter. You already have. But, if, if you do, can you videotape it? I'd like to see that. Well, oh, absolutely, dude. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, just delete that other one that I sent you. <laughs> but anyways, no, it's just like, it's fun, man. And that's the main thing, Justin. You know, you let us have fun. You're not, oh, you know, hey, I want you guys to do this or do that. If you right. give us suggestions, obviously we're like, dude, absolutely. It's more like there, a there are... thing. It's not like, oh, our boss is coming on tonight. Here, Dan, Dan, here it is. Me and Justin have the same sensibilities of structure, of content. So he knows that, and that's why he wanted to do this with me and Mike and uh, you, you know. And <laughs> he says, and, and you. Yeah, and you. <laughs> because you didn't know about, yeah, because you didn't know about Dan in the beginning. But secretly, I still wanted you, Dan. Even though I didn't know you, I was like, there's something missing, something party-like. So he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have to tell us what to do. He knows that we know, right. and and there's no, there's no checking the show before it goes out. There's no, right. did you talk about this? Did you hit that? There's nothing. Right. It's free reign, and there's there's nothing generic about the show. We right. just have to. We're here to talk about horror, and right. that's about about as generic as you're getting here. Yeah. And you know, a, a lot of people think that if someone likes a show right away, it's because they're generic and people are simple. And if you know, if they get the real different kind of shows, then that means they get it, and that's why they like me. <laughs> you know, but yeah, they, four people get it, and that's the <laughs> thing. I mean, it's like if you can do this stuff for, because you love doing it, and that's fine. If you want, if you want four people to listen. That's fine, or if you want a lot of people to listen, then, then that's fine, too. And that, that's the thing is, is you can you can do it whatever way that you want to. And, if, and I, with Horvitz, it's always been trying to reach as big of an audience as you can, and that's just the, that's the route we picked. I, we decided that we didn't want to do uh, four people. Um, we, we weighed the option of doing that, and we thought that, you know, we would try to branch out and get more people involved. Which is a silly thing thinking about it. Yeah, but, you know, can I say We had four really dedicated fans at one point. Right. I can't wait to hear more shows from you, and, and especially this interview Thanks. coming yeah, up. And thank you so much for coming on, dude. And it's a, it's a great privilege... It's a great privilege to be back on the site. I really am. Sometimes I drive around and I just think about <laughs> that. That I'm so happy to be affiliated. No, no, I really am. I'm really. <laughs> I no, I, I'm. I, and we really are. Seriously. No, seriously. And Michael and my, and Mike. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that I hold nothing. I have no hard feelings towards anybody. Um, and that's the way that it will be. There's uh, very few people that I would not work with again. And um, you guys know who those are, and um, and that's the thing is I, I just I just want to have fun, and that's what Horror has been about, and right. you know so we we you guys are always welcome back, and I'm so glad to have you guys back. Guys, did you hear that? He said we're always we're always welcome back. So the next time we get fired, we're welcome back again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you guys. Thank you. And Dan, really really nice to finally get to speak with you and. Uh, oh. And we'll do this again sometime. And, yeah, and actually definitely. Just dissect a movie. How about that? Yeah, okay. This yeah, was kind of the, this was kind of, yeah. This was kind of just a catch-up show, but uh, right. we'll, we'll actually 
you know, I really want to come on here with you guys when uh, when I'm really passionate about a movie that I can uh, talk with you guys about it too. So, and I think we'll have some fun to hear from you too, Justin. To be honest with you, I think people well, want to hear voice of yours. We'll, we'll, exactly, we'll see. You know, the phone sex business didn't work so well, but you know, maybe now, <laughs> maybe now it will. So, yeah, that mm, Justin. You never, yeah, exactly. And yeah, Alex can have another brain. Alex can have another brain orgasm. <laughs> Which is, which is such a man response, because I think when you have an orgasm, it's just in your brain, but Alex is like, I'll have a penis orgasm, because that's, that's where the fluid comes out of. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a messy one. <laughs> I love it. I, I, we've all worked today. It's fantastic. It's a good crew, so keep uh, up yeah, the good one. Thank you, sir. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we... Uh, there we go. That's uh, Justin Swarens, and we will be back Woo! next week with uh, without Justin, unfortunately. But he has he has a life <laughs> and things. So it this is Alex and Mike and Dan Chase, and we will see you next week. Arrivederci, baby. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>